Hey everybody, after a long summer break, we are back with Season 2, Episode 1 of Boy Meets World. Uh, this is Playing With Squirrels, a Boy Meets World fan cast, and the date is September 23rd. And on 1994, Boy Meets World returned with Play Back to School. <laughs> Return with Back to School. Uh, which was spelled with the number two because it was the second season. I am live at the Comic-Con with two N's, sitting here at the Team Ashen booth with a past guest and longtime friend, Paul. Uh, so there might be a little bit of sound issues because it's a convention. I'm really afraid about this. This is the, the, the machine that we had that one time that we had the just like nothing podcast, isn't it? Well, I had mics plugged into it though, so it was the it was the omnidirectional mic really screwed us. Yeah, because that was just, it was just the gibberish thing. It was just like, hey, every now and then there's third word, and then yeah. So, season two really kicks off getting us kind of into the mode of Boy Meets World that we've come to know and love. I feel like. Yeah, season one was kind of like its own thing, and then season two is really when things kind of started to kind of solidify on like what we what we know as Boy Meets World. You, you get basically you get the introduction of everybody that you are going to like over the last over the next couple of years, with the exception of like Rachel and Jack. Yeah. And Minkus is gone. Minkus is gone already. You made it one season, Minkus. You were too good for this world. Uh, so the episode starts off with Corey's very nervous about going to high school or yeah he's starting high school but he's in seventh grade which is crazy to me i will see i never went to that i, I never did that I, I would i did k through eight and then high school was like ninth grade to me so like the idea of going in seventh grade just seems like terrifying yeah so mayam was k through five and then we had the middle school of six through eight and then the ninth through 12 and i know that like, sometimes there'll be like an eighth eighth through 12th but like I don't. I don't understand seventh through twelve. I can't see seventh graders and adults like interacting well. Yeah, that's well. So let's talk about something here because um, Eric is embarrassed to be known as the guy who has a brother in seventh grade. It's really weird to me because Eric is in eleventh grade. Like he is old enough to not be, like, ashamed of having a sibling. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, if he was in, like, ninth or 10th grade, I'd be like, okay, understandable. It's like, you can drive. Like, no one cares that I, you have a little brother. I actually really related to this because I have I was in 12th grade when my brother was in 8th grade, and I genuinely did the, like, he doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I guess I was just a better brother than you. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> what happened was uh, when we when when I went to school, it was it was eight through twelve, um, and, and then my senior year they dropped eighth grade back into middle school, so I never actually had to have my 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 uh, my brother in the same school with me. But the entire summer, I was just like, hey, you don't exist, so just get used to not talking to me right now. So that way, when eighth grade comes, you won't feel bad when I just walk by you. And then eighth grade changed. It was just like, oh, disregard all of that that I just said. You're my brother again. Yeah, see, for me, it was kind of the reverse. My younger sister pretended that she didn't have a dorky senior for a brother because <laughs> she was actually popular in going places in life. Corey and Sean are a little nervous about starting the new year, which leads to Sean having glued on sideburns. 
uh, to show that he's a, an adult. Yeah, that was that was interesting because because Sean is normally the one that's kind of put together and, and he's always you you remember him being the heartthrob. So it was funny for him for like just a second to have like some body issue, and he's so it comes up later. But like, who is this eleventh grade girl that's like just hitting on seventh grade Sean right out the gate? Yeah, like that's an adult. That's yeah. an adult. That hanging a, out with a seventh grader, like I get, like I've seen. That's a sixteen-year-old hitting on an eleven-year-old yeah, is basically like I've what seen it is. Seniors going after like ninth and tenth graders and stuff like that, but like this is an eleventh grader going after a seventh-grade student. Yeah, like that's creepy. That's super creepy. It's a very weird. I feel like they didn't think out the high school dynamic and, when they were writing this. And also, I went to high school. You can't fit one person in a locker, let alone two. This is true. They are very spacious in this show. Uh, so they get to the school, and this is where they introduce two of my favorite characters from the high school years, which is Joey the Rat and Frankie the Enforcer. But it also leads to one of the most confusing jokes in Boy Meets World history, in which Joey the Rat says, I wrote it down, he says if he wasn't here, he'd be somewhere else. To which Frankie the Enforcer says... What are you, you saying? You think I'm gay? Yeah. Which comes out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, it's just kind of a, like, Frankie the Enforcer's, like, a confused guy in general. Like, But, like, you, nothing he said even, like, makes that leap. Yeah. I just think that it's like, okay, I feel like, all right, I can maybe justify the joke for a second where it's just like... He's just confused, so he takes it that he's been insulted type thing. Yes, but then it's but called then it back. Comes back. Yeah, it, no reason to be called back. Hey, it's that kid from when you saw she was gay. Yeah, and it was just like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then it's immediately followed by another fairly risque Topanga grew boobs joke yeah. right out the gate. Yeah, it was like, Summer was really good to you. <laughs> and then she said, "What? at least what I grew was real and ripped Sean's uh, Cyber- sideburns, sideburns off. off. And then we get introduced to Mr. Turner, uh, who will be around for this season and next season. And then you're pretty much left to assume that he's dead until Girl Meets World comes yes. out. I love Mr. Turner. And, and, and I, I giggle and laugh because uh, watching this episode or rewatching this episode, I, I laugh because it's a, it's a very similar episode happens in Girl Meets World. Yeah. Uh, where Mr. Turner is the superintendent, and then the, the cool teacher has to deal with with court. Yeah, but anyway. Well, yeah, it's a it's a good. So I, I wanted to talk about that because I did watch all of Girl Meets World finally, and what I do think is very cool is how much that show sticks to its roots. Yeah. And and does these important callbacks, but they're like character growth. Like it would seem, it would seem that it's just like oh we're doing the same episode again, but no, it's not. It's it's something very different. Where, you know. Corey hires this young teacher, and she uses comic books to teach them a book. The Dark Knight. And the principal gets her fired, and they call up the superintendent, and that's when you find out that it's Mr. Turner. And Mr. Turner's just like, yeah, no, I love this lesson plan. I did one similarly, and all of my students turned out really great. And by the way, I hired Corey, so he's bulletproof. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, like, and, it, and, and that was actually a very nice callback. To when he saved Harvey, yeah, or when he saved uh, him from from Harley in this episode, is that he was just like he was basically claimed him as like this is my kid. Yeah, if you touch him, I will 
and then Harley becomes do. friends with Corey by the time we get to Girl Meets World as well. Yeah, because because Corey hires him as the janitor as Harley continues. Like we we don't see much of him outside of the next like season or two, but we just assume that like bad things have happened to him through through life, and they did. Yeah, and Corey's the one that gives him a second chance to become the janitor of the, of the school. Corey is like the representation of winning people over through consistent love and kindness. Yes. And I think that that's what makes this show so touching still all these years later is that at its heart, it's a story about friendship and love. Yeah. And it always has been. So the book assignment is that they have to read the Odyssey and, and then read X-Men. an issue of X-Men, which I wrote down, there's no way in hell that they could read all of the Odyssey in one night, Mr. Turner sucks. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they, they they literally had to read the whole thing, plus an X-Men book. Like, the X-Men, they could breeze through in 20, 20 minutes. But, like, let's be honest, the Odyssey's a week-long thing for for uh, students. Well, and I love, there's a scene where Corey is sitting in the school, and he's really stressed out. Corey's asking about the Odyssey, and he goes, Hey, did that guy survive the Odyssey? And he goes, Yeah, he got past the Cyclops and the Sirens and got home. He goes, did he go to this school? And he goes, <laughs> no. And he goes, he doesn't know nothing. <laughs> I love it because he still has that brashness from the first season, even though he throughout the rest of this season, he pretty much loses it. Yeah, he just to, becomes dork. He yeah, just he, becomes he full gets, out dork. He gets to what, the Corey that we know because he's still technically first season Corey in here, um, and he's moving towards the dorkiness that, from the Corey that we become. But we also still have first season Eric, who – is cool. His cool and, and everything. Normal. And normal and not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so let's cover, there's a lot that happens and it all happens very quickly. But basically, uh, so he finds out that Feeney is the acting principal. Um, we get introduced to Marion Stimpleton, <laughs> who's the... I don't even remember I him. think like, this is his only appearance, but I okay. love his character. I, I'm i going to take you to the principal's office because I'm Marion Stimpleton. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it was just like, who is that? It's so it's so and, weird. And he and didn't so even good. have a reason to, to bring Corey out. He was just like, he made me mad. It was yeah. like. Well, and then we get the Johnny Baboon nickname, Baboon, which I think carries Baboon through. Baboon carries through for a while. Yeah, ba- like, Baboon carries through as long as Harley is around. He always refers to Corey as Baboon. Um, and then... Feeney, this this had like really no res- resolution. Feeney is just like, yo, you're not teaching that comic book, and then it's never really brought up again. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like that's a little bit of a loose end because they didn't really resolve that. Yeah, this episode seemed to be like, even though it, it had too though, many ideas in the air yeah, at once. Even though it, it it is kind of like the basis of what we can assume and and, and deal with for the rest of the for the rest of the series, it's still kind of all over its place. The weird gay joke out yeah. out of the way. Then we get the two random nerds that are like this is our school and then they get their door slammed in their face with Corey and it's like this is our school and we never see them again no they're definitely gone gone for eternity basically Uh, that's like the that the um that that movie sliding doors with with Gwyneth Paltrow this is literally what could have happened it's like it's it's that that sliding it's sliding doors it's like we get to see in real time what could have happened to Sean and and Corey with these poor nerds. But again, no resolution because they're done after this. Like, we never, ever, ever will see them again. Yeah, no, pretty much. And then the only other thing I have here is at the end of the day, Eric comes to defend Corey, and then Mr. Turner also comes to defend Corey, uh, and there's a good exchange between him and Harley where he says, Harley says, 
can I take you? And he goes, no. Nah. Nah. He goes, well, I could have taken the kid, though. And he goes, good, good for, for you. you. <laughs> good for you. Um, all in all, great kickoff to the second it season. It was. I was giggling the whole time re-watching the, the episode. You were even making, you were even laughing. It was just like, don't remember laughing that much on this episode. I was like, I don't care. This movie was. This episode was funny. It's it's a damn good episode, and it's a it's a start to what the show will become. Yeah. And I just love the show. I I, yeah. I I get this humor, and I appreciate this humor, and I laugh at it all the time. And yeah, it's it's fun rewatching this stuff. So I, I appreciate coming back on. Of course, uh, I'll have you on. I'll have you on every single season, man. Hey, okay, I feel that I'll take it because it gives me a chance to watch more Boy Meets World. It gives me an excuse to watch more Boy Meets World. As if I needed it, I would probably end up doing it anyway. Yeah, you're just gonna binge beyond because now you now you need to know what yeah, happens. In now, episode yeah, I need two. to watch the rest of the season. And the listeners can find out what happened in episode two next week when we return with pairing off from September 30th, 1994. Wow, that seems like so long ago. <laughs> you know, if I was in my homeroom, I wouldn't be anywhere near your way. Huh? I think he's saying that if he was someplace else, he wouldn't be here. What? You're saying I'm gay? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Come on, let's finish him off. Hey, Toxic here. And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.